Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's in this league with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Thirty. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back. It is hour two of In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all should be locked in because yes. It is week one NFL football. Bogman over on the um, the FNTSY today with those college fantasy football updates. Are you, did you? Just college football updates, not fantasy updates. Oh. You well. said college fantasy I'm football, so used which to, is what I'm known for. It's all you did is college fantasy football. But you were doing college football updates. Last week, you did the, the like last hour hosting. Is that going to be a regular thing? No, it is not. Oh, it's uh, not. Just okay. the updates. Nope. <laughs> Did, was Bogman so well received? They said, "Let's not do that." Or was it something one time? Uh, I I got. I think they were just looking for another person for last week, ah. but I was not asked to come back on, so that could be part of it. So ah, yes. uh, it, it was, you know, it you was got week ghosted. one for everybody. You got ghosted. Week, so. They sent you a text. Bit. You replied. They left you on uh, dot dot dot, and then you never heard back. Fine by me, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, my equipment doesn't work the best on FNTSY, so it makes me super nervous and yeah. uh, all that stuff, which, I mean, super nervous for me. Which super nervous for me means I uh, kind of care about something. Oh, for me, so. it's like I'm going to cancel everything in my life and I'm going to oh, sell yeah, my you, house you and I'm going to go move into the woods. You into an ulcer yeah. and, uh, you know, give yourself stomach cancer. For me, I'm like, man, this kind of matters. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm I don't, I don't a usually little bit. stress out about things, right? Yeah. yeah. I broke out in a cold sweat because that was a little bit embarrassing. And I'm That's like, Bob, I, but I don't think I could do this ever again. I have to quit everything. I'm going to move to Alaska. I'm going to just work on an oil rig, and I just can't do anything anymore. And, and then I just hang up and wait for you to come. And you're down, just like, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Nick Swartzen. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. see, this is how it feels when you this read is the how soap. boring. Yeah. When you say this, Thanks. this is I what appreciate it. it. Um, yeah. We spent the entire break trying to find the name of this incredible listener who will probably never listen again. But I kind of want to throw it back on him because we've only heard oh, from him no. once in the last oh, six months. Oh. Now, I think it's the right thing to do to not. He's probably been listening the whole time. We just haven't been doing these bets. But that's what I'm saying. Well, okay, but he hasn't reached out to us. I feel like it's on him for not interacting enough. He just did reach out to us in the ball bag. Yeah, but it was one, and we read it really quick. (laughs) I'm trying to deflect blame here. (laughs) I feel horrible. I feel horrible because he's such a good listener. We spent the whole time going through trying to, like, rekindle, like, what was was his name? I just can't remember his name right now. I know him. And it'll be embedded in our brains after. And Bogman said during the break that he feels so bad that he's going to make it up to him and send him a prize. Um, I said that from during the Bogman the break. prize closet. Well, the Welsh said that he's going to fly out to a city and share a beer with them. Right. So 
That's pretty well, good. Well, now right? you're doing the Farva thing. You're like, whoa, we'll move to <laughs> <Farva> <laughs> I have to make my car's wings. Right? Fly away. <laughs> <laughs> you fly away. That's what you just did there. You're like, all right, thanks there, Farva. Um, but you know, uh, he'll email us, and he's such a good guy, and he'll, whatever reason why he wants to play our lineups for money, he can do that. But remember, you can earn your internet points now by playing our lineups. Or you can tell lineups. us how it's over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we, you can remember my my name. It's never happening We made again. him a couple bucks last year. But we, we want him to be in the Army, so we need him to make more money and uh, have fun with us. I think he might be in the Army. I know. I think he is. I think he is. I just think there's a lot going on. I've been on CBS lately, so this is my fault. This is clearly Bachman's uh, fault. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be on uh, this stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be on it. So, yeah, definitely blame me. Yeah, all right. 100% my, my issue. DraftKings lineups in the books. We talked about that in the last segment. You missed it. Go back and listen to it. It is time for the FanDuel lineups. You can play one. You can play none. You can play all. But tweet us if you do, and we will award you internet points, and you can come along the ride with us, and you can even say, um, here's your lineup. I played up against my own lineup or something like that. And you, you can have fun with it if you do. Please tell us, and we will make you a part of the fun here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Just tweet us, is it the Welsh, and at Bogman Sports, and um, FanDuel time. So, I started last time. Why don't you kick off and give us what your FanDuel lineup looks like? And I want to hear after which one you like better, where your confidence lies. Uh, Well, I have some money left over on FanDuel lineup, so I don't know. I I was trying to find somewhere to put it, but it's 600 so it's not cheap, but I I like you my lineup as is. Six hundred left, and I like my lineup. So we'll see we'll see if we can find a replacement here. But oh. uh, my quarterback, I started out with Deshaun Watson at New Orleans. Uh, you know, eighty five hundred bucks for him. So I, I like that that matchup a lot. I think he's going to be one of the top wideouts of the week. I think that's going to be uh, possibly the highest scoring game. Is it going to be that game? Or the New Orleans, or excuse me, San Francisco, Tampa Bay game. So I think I have quarterbacks in both lineups from the highest scoring game of the week, uh, if if the over unders are right. Then I've got carry on again at seven thousand against Arizona. Once again, great great matchup. Uh, then Matt Breida is fifty four hundred mm-hmm. over on the FanDuel. So I like that a lot because your average, I think your average is uh, six uh, like sixty six hundred of what you can spend per player on FanDuel, and he's coming in, you know, uh, about 1,200 below that. Love that. Yeah. My wide receivers here, uh, Tyreek Hill against Jacksonville, uh, 7,600. Tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey, but what is it going to take? Two receptions for him to go crazy? Uh, if he can get uh, five to six catches in there, he should have at least 100 yards. Once again, I'm going to implore Michael Thomas at 8,500 on the FanDuel. Love those two. Uh, and I got him in my lineup, the Welsh. Trey Quinn at 4,900. There he is. White lightning. I mean, he's got to go in there. There's no Jordan Reed, right? And uh, so there's no safety blanket tight end. I guess Vernon Davis is fine. But uh, I think uh, Trey Quinn playing out of the slot for Washington going to be relied on a lot in that first game. Uh, then my uh, tight end is Evan Ingram, who we've heard about nonstop. He's going to, he's a huge part of this offense. And blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. So I'm ready for uh, Evan Ingram at 6,400 against Dallas. Then my flex is Will Fuller. I said that Houston New Orleans game, New Orleans game, highest over of the week. So let me get a piece of that offense. Kind of like I did on the other lineup. Uh, I'm stacking Houston. Like I stacked, 
uh, Tampa Bay. You know, so uh, I'm doing Deshaun Watson to Will Fuller connection in this game. And my defense here is the best defense available. It's the Baltimore Ravens against the uh, Miami Dolphins. So I really, really uh, I think I like this lineup better, to be honest with you. And you said you didn't even spend 600. Yeah. And I've got 600 left over. So I keep looking at these wide receivers to like replace Quinn with, but I think, I think I'm just going to stick with Quinn. Uh, let me, let me look again at the 5,500s. Cause that's what I can go up to uh, DK Metcalf playing banged up. No James Washington. No uh, Tyro Williams. I would have gone with before this AB stuff. Look at your boy, Jameson Moncrief 54, Jameson Crowder. I like, I like no, Moncrief. Yeah. But I think the Moncrief and James Washington thing has the same deal. Like we're not, I think it's going to be Moncrief, but I'm not 100% sure. I know Trey Quinn's getting snapped out of the slot. Mm. so I'm going Moncrief over Trey Quinn, but that's me. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to stick with Quinn. So uh, I think I think there's ways to spend this, but I just don't think I want to do it. The rest of these guys, Debo's third string, A.J. Brown's third string. No thanks. So, right. so cheaper uh, FanDuel lineup, and that is the Bogman play over the DraftKings. All right, mine. I am starting up with... Jameis Winston. You, I think you had him in the DraftKings one. 7,500 yep. on uh, FanDuel. You said all the stuff. High-scoring game makes a lot of sense. Secondary with the Niners. A little bit in question. And you imagine Bruce Arians is going to want to absolutely let it sling in the first game. Uh, my two running backs. This is the lineup where I'm cheating because my flex is a running back who's more expensive. But my starting running backs, I went cheap to go expensive wideouts. My two running backs. Austin Eckler, 6,400 versus Indianapolis. Me likey. Me likey from the receiving <laughs> standpoint and the running standpoint. And I went with Duke Johnson, 6,100 against New Orleans, we've talked about. Now the wideouts is where I went expensive, and I think we have one crossover here. I have got Juju Smith-Schuster at 8,100 against New England. Mike Evans again, who is 7,900 against San Francisco. So I stacked Winston and Evans. And then I went with Tyreek Hill as well, 7,600 against uh, Jacksonville. I went cheap at tight end again, and I am uh, just really imploring uh, Darren Waller out here, 4,800, the cheapest tight end of the best. And I went with the Chargers defense up against Indianapolis. Now, my flex is the one expensive spot. And I, you know, to be fair, I, I saw some other guys in the same price range that were a little bit cheaper that I don't hate. Nick Chubb was 7,400 against Tennessee. I like that. I had him in the last lineup. Dalvin Cook up against Atlanta was 7,400. Not even like Fournette, who's 7,200. But I used my full amount, and I went with Todd Gurley, 7,600, who's a relatively good, cheap price. Carolina's a big defense. But I expect the Rams to get in the red zone, and then when that happens, I expect Todd Gurley to excel. So maybe it's not even big yards, but I expect touchdowns. So my lineup is Winston at quarterback. Eckler, Duke, and Gurley at running back. Juju, Mike Evans, Tyreek at wideout. Darren Waller at uh, tight end and the Chargers defense. And I'm a little torn, but I think I like this lineup a little bit better too. So I think we both like our fan duels. So here's, I, I found I found a better deal and I spent my money here. Ooh. So I, I took out Matt Brieta and I put in Darius Geis. Um, now... The mm. matchup isn't as good. I don't like it, it actually. But Darius Geis is. Um, have you heard all these rumors that Adrian Peterson might just get an inactive? Absolutely, I one? have. Yeah, no. I mean, Jay Gruden hates hates Adrian Peterson. I don't understand it. I just don't Healthy get it. Healthy scratch. You know? It looks like. 
Yeah, well, we'll see yeah, I mean, when, when Sunday rolls around. But, uh, yeah, it's being already talked about. It's just it's too much for me. You know, you've got your veteran there. Play him. What? You can't play special teams? Somebody else. Get a get a defensive back to play special teams. Something. So I, I just don't know about uh, not playing Peterson, especially when, you know, the two times you gave guys decent amount of carries, blown knee and pulled hamstring, you know, so – Keep your veteran out there. But Chris Thompson might be a nice uh, flex option as well should Peterson be benched. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to move Geis into that spot and uh, see what the carries are like for week one. All right. Um, looking at the deals so we can go and take a look at like where if you wanted to play that on this site. It looks like the cheapest starter, unless I'm missing it, if maybe Brissett is lower, looks like it is Ryan Fitzpatrick against Baltimore. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. The yeah. cheap okay now here's one. What about Flacco versus Oakland? I'm not positive on Oakland at all. I actually don't hate that. I think there's better options. The guy Nick Foles, who we talked about, I talked about in the last one. He's 6,500. So that actually yeah, might and then you got to play, play catch up. I like that one. You know what? I would sit here and tell you that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't the best play, but I already said that I don't like the defense for Baltimore as much as I liked it last year. Uh, even though I like them playing against Miami because they have like no offensive line now after trading Tunsil. But remember, we all doubted Ryan Fitzmagic last year and he eliminated 50 percent of the people in week one uh, in survival because they took uh, and I'm included in this. They took the Saints against Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Bay went into New Orleans and beat the Saints in the opener. So it's not like he doesn't have that in him at some point. So uh, I, I I don't know that he's the worst play in the world, but just kind of bottom line, I don't know that any quarterback play week one is horrific. No. So That's if, why if I I'm going to sit line. here and say Fitzpatrick, yeah, but I just wanted to play the good ones. I yeah. want I want the quarterbacks in the high over games. That's the, what I want. Or I like your Foles pick in DraftKings too. Uh, as far it. as running back goes, 5,000 is where they start, really. Like guys like Justice Hill, Chris Thompson's 5,100. That's an interesting play. We talked about Singletary before. He's 5,300 here. Now we're getting a little higher. There's one play that I'm super, super kind of interested in, and I wonder if anyone would have the balls to go out and do this. Darwin Thompson is 4,500. And I know you got Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, but what if off of this first week, McCoy is relatively low um, in the game plan? Darwin is getting a run equal to Damian Damian Williams. Williams. I was trying to say convolute their names. Because you just said Darwin Thompson. That's why. Yeah. And then what if Kansas City also gets way up and Darwin gets in the game? I actually think Darwin Thompson is a super sneaky ass play at 4,500. It's a risk because it could put up some goose eggs, but I don't see him being an inactive. I actually, I'd be interested in playing it. I almost want to do it yeah. here and see what I could do with some stuff it, and things. It's not, it's not bad. I, do you want to do that? Do you want to throw him in your lineup over which running back would you get rid of? Um, or flex? I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to because I like this lineup too much. I'd want to construct something new because I really like Eckler or Duke Johnson, but it would probably, I think I would probably bring, take out... God, it's it's the Eckler and Johnson are so tough. I think I'd probably take out maybe a guy like Duke, and um, yeah. and then that would enable me to have another sixteen hundred that I could go and put to. I could upgrade Waller to being a closer to a high end guy, or I you know I could easily just go get like a Saquon Barkley. I could I think I could take out 
Gurley and put in a guy like Barkley if I did it. It's just an interesting play. I think that's a super sneaky one if you wanted to get sneaky. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that one, too. Some of the other cheap options here, uh, Justin Jackson at 5,900 isn't bad. Uh, Royce Freeman at 5,900. Um, let's see. I already talked about Rashad Penny is 5,900. Kenny and Drake at 6,000 when they said that they're going to get him, quote, a lot of touches is a nice play as well. Uh, you took Duke Johnson in yours at 6,100. James White at 6,300. That's below the poverty line. Uh, on uh, FanDuel because 6,600 is your average. Yeah. Uh, you you had Eckler as well. Josh Jacobs, 6,500. And then Mark Ingram at 66. Philip Lindsay at 66. There's a couple good yeah. options in here. Uh, real quick because we don't have a lot of time. We only got about 30 seconds. On the wide out front, uh, your guy Trey Quinn, 4,900. That's one of those that you can look at. Um, there's not, I mean, under 5,000. Goodwin, Tyrell uh, are under 66. Kenny Stills, nah. Larry Fitzgerald at fifty nine. I like going, I like that play a lot. I like going more expensive whiteout over here. If or you get one cheaper option and go expensive. I think that's how Jarvis I. Jarvis Landry, sixty three hundred. Yeah, not that's bad. not bad. That's not bad. All right. Uh, so let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? If you guys end up playing some of our lineups and uh, you can play along with us, you can win internet points and also maybe you'll win some money. You know, there's no guarantees here because we're idiots. But it is interesting to see what can idiots do with some DFS lineups. Isn't that what DFS is all about? Um, so hit That's us right. up, let us know. When we come back, we're going to talk about the games. We'll do a little bit of rapid fire for the next couple segments. And we'll talk about our overs and unders. We'll make our picks and we'll be super wrong. That's what we do. All right, don't go anywhere. We are back. <laughs> so much wrong. DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love it. In this league. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. Welcome back. It is In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your week one football edition. Casey Bubba is coming up on the show here in the next hour. What's the plan? What's the plan for you and Casey Bubba? So, is gonna talk, we're going to talk about the, the, the hockey? The, the well, we're not going to talk about the hockey. Uh, oh. We're going to talk about... Uh, these over-unders, but I set uh, prop bets for him uh, for players in each game. So, like, for Atlanta and Minnesota, I believe uh, one of them was uh, over-under uh, catches for Julio Jones at one because of his potential holdout. So, uh, Well, I think he uh, practiced on uh, he's showing up. On yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, we'll see. Over. Um, yeah, yeah, I picked the over on that. But I set three over-unders. Uh, for each game so Ooh. we can talk about that I, I ask him who he would take against the spread and uh, on the over and under and then I give him three prop bets a piece for each of those and we're going to do that for the hour well, and a big thanks and shout out to Bubba for coming on and a little exposure and a little fun for us I will be back on the full slate here uh, pretty soon pretty soon here 
<clears throat> just needed to uh, taper it down just a tiny bit. But that'll be good. It'll be good to get a different perspective as well. Probably a smarter perspective. Probably should have him do the DFS too. You know what? I should just not do any of this, and you should do the show with Casey Bubba. But I'll still take. Well, I'm the definitely going to ask him a couple of his uh, DFS guys because you know he works for the Quant Edge and does the DFS stuff, and he's allowed to because his state allows it and ours doesn't. So. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it such a thing? Now, it's great. we've done this. Is this year three of this or two that we've done the lines? I feel like this is year three. I did I too. Be I think it is. Um, <clears throat> do we know what did I win last year? I thought I won last year. I don't think you did on over unders. No, uh, you well, like we have two, two years ago. We have the two lines years ago and the over unders. And you got all of the overs oh, and unders. Wait, right. specifically, that, it was like a perfect week. Yeah, week seventeen. I think seven, sixteen, or seventeen mm-hmm. of of twenty seventeen. You got all the over unders correct. So Bim. all of your coin flips worked. So. <laughs> Uh, it was very, very great job. It was amazing. It was an amazing by. feat of uh, sports, um, you know, of, a, of <laughs> sports feat. What's the, well what would said. be the analogy? Well <laughs> said. That's really good. Way to be. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. <laughs> I'm acting like an athlete. I can't speak right yeah, now. Do you have CTE? What, what is I your problem? I feel like it sometimes. I really do. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the lines and we'll go through. We'll probably get the first half in this segment, second half in the next segment. We are going to, uh, we'll take the line and the over. So we take two pieces of it. Did we score this last year? Uh, you know, I we think when I saw so many L's, <laughs> I think I, I said, you know what? We don't need to announce our scores every week. We just will follow like the records. That. We'll follow the records right. is what okay. we'll do. And until if, if it gets really bad, then we'll just start telling you we'll if we did good not or bad. saying the records. And yeah. you can have it week one that we said that's what we were going to do. And we just skipped it. So if we don't say the records anymore. Uh, and look, you that might start next week. Yeah. <laughs> <It might. laughs> you know how things are going. A hundred percent. It definitely might. All right. Uh, first game up here. We've got Minnesota hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Minnesota is a four point favorite. Where did you get your lines from? I got my lines from VegasInsider.com. Vegas. Okay. Ooh, look at you. VegasInsider.com. <laughs> Sometimes those Espen ones change a little bit, but, uh, Minnesota favored by four. The over-under is 47 and a half. What do you think? I am going to take Atlanta in this game. Uh, I, I think I might take Atlanta straight up, but I, I, I think I would still probably take the home team straight up. Um, but this, I, I expect this to be a nice high scoring or uh, back and forth, not high scoring, but a nice back and forth game. I think Minnesota wants to slow the game down. And I think they want to run the ball more. I've been saying that the whole off season. So I think this is like the Vikings win on a field goal in a nice, like 24, 21 type of game. So I'm going to take Atlanta and I'm going to take the under in this game. Mm. 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 This is a tough one because I like Minnesota's defense. <clears throat> I like their offense as much as I felt. I felt like we've had an entire preseason of you just absolutely defecating on the Minnesota Vikings. I know you haven't, but I felt like you have. You don't like Dalvin no, Cook. You like I, Alexander Madison. You hate Diggs. You think Thielen is worse than Trey Quinn. You hate every single offensive player. Why do you think I don't player. like Dalvin Cook? I, I you really like Madison. Like Dalvin. No, you don't. Yeah, I also like Matt. Well, I think Madison's a better value, of course. You have to take Dalvin Cook like at the back end of the first or in the second. He went 
four overall in one of our mocks. <laughs> well, that was a, what are you that talking was a Vikings about? fan. That was a homer. It pick. was a Vikings fan, but that's the stuff that's been happening. So, yeah, look, I like Dalvin Cook. I don't have any shares because he's too expensive this year. No. He's been hurt the last two years. Um, you know, look, if he was going where Fournette was going, like the back end of the second round, I would love him. I mean, you but, can just say you hate the Minnesota no, Vikings. No, I don't it's hate okay. the Vikings. I just think that they're going to slow it down a little bit. So if I think that, I think there's going to be shine taken off the wideouts and more shine given to not only Cook, but Alexander Madison. And they spent a high pick on Madison, too. I feel like they did it for a reason, and they seem to be in love with him. So uh, I'm just taking what they're saying and applying it to what I think of this team. I still think it's wild when we were talking about the last um, ITL football podcast, we were looking at – we looked at the, not only the matchups and the fantasy storylines, but we went and took a look at what like fantasy pros was ranking because I think a lot of people go and take a look and at those. And I mean, LOL at our conversation about Aaron Rodgers, by the way, about the sitting of Aaron Rodgers comparative to other matchups. But I, it still holds true. Like you taking draft capital on a quarterback that you have to take in the top 60, let's say. And you draft that guy. And then week one, you're like, I'm going to sit him for who's I sit him for this guy, this guy. That's all still wild to me. I can't get over Matt Ryan being like the 17th quarterback on Fantasy Pros. I mean, not even in a 16 team. They barely want you to start him up against Minnesota. That's how worried the analysts are about Matt Ryan. I'm not as worried, but I do like Minnesota at home here. I think Minnesota's offense is way better than Bogman will give them credit for because he hates them. And I think there's going to be a little bit of flying, especially in the second half of this game. So I'm going to go Minnesota in the over. Six highest over in this game, and um, Matt Ryan is at QB 17, you said. It's still so. so wild to me. It's just too much. Wild. It's too much. Too much. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are hosting the horrific Washington Redskins, and Philly is favored by 10. You've got a 46 over. You're going to... By the way, I would say it's just 10. It's not 10. That's the only one that's double digits, so it deserves 10. <laughs> um, look, I, I want to take the Redskins in this game because of that big line. I just can't. They're bad. You know, a Case Keenum didn't look good in Denver last year. Uh, I don't know how he would look better in uh, Washington with basically no targets outside of Chris Thompson, Trey Quinn. And if Jordan Reed ever gets healthy enough to play, Jordan Reed. So Bucks, uh, you you literally drafted the entire Redskins lineup in your DraftKings lineup. You have all of them. No, I have Geis and I have Trey Quinn. But if they're and if the they're reason get I their, have look, oh, I have I have Geis because he's my cheap running back option. Look, they, they you, there's not many. I didn't have to have many cheap options in FanDuel. So. Darius Geis is my cheap option, and they said he's going to get a lot of work, and I took Trey Quinn because Jordan Reed is missing. So, And they should be playing catch-up in this game if they're down by 10 early. And uh, so a lot of a lot of guys can catch the ball there. It's not like I'm playing Paul Richardson. I'm not doing a Redskins stack of Case Keenum <laughs> and Quinn and uh, Terry McLaurin. You know, I'm not doing any you of that. totally nonsense. know there's like Redskins fans out there like, I'm going to just put them all in. Geis and Thompson. Well, and, you know, yeah. that's how those idiots win those, like, <laughs> those millions of dollars. It's like the one guy put in all of the 
the Patriots one week and they wound up scoring like 60 points. Yeah, and it's, millions it's, of dollars. it's also like the people that went and played the numbers from lost on the lottery. And then that one time, like 18 people oh, won like a hundred oh, grand because they played the like four, eight, 15, whatever it was. So, yeah, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Did you but I think pick? I have to. I, yeah, I took Philly in the over in this too. game. I think I think Philly is going to win this game walking away. Uh, wh- who do you think, what's the best fantasy player in this game? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it might be the Philly defense. <laughs> that's a good one. I kind of wanted to say Alshon Jeffrey. I feel like it's a Jeffrey or Banged Ertz up, type of person. Maybe Ertz then. Maybe Carson yeah, Wentz think- actually. Maybe Carson Wentz is the play of all these. Yeah, it definitely could be Wentz, but Washington's defense wasn't bad last year, so uh, that, that's kind of why. Carson Wentz over Patrick Mahomes? Should you do that? Uh, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't start anyone over Patrick Mahomes any week. So that's true. Uh, All right, no, so we, we both are in agreement on that one. Philly and the over mud stomping Philly on Washington. Next up, the New York Jets are hosting the Buffalo Bills and the Jets. This is a continued route here. I wonder how many actual road favorites there are because so far i see one but so far baltimore um, yeah is that the only one i think that's it oh the rams okay and the, the lions oh my is that it oh my yeah the, the three uh, all right yeah, yeah, that's right that's right uh so the jets are a three-point home favorite the over under is 41 which i believe that yes that is the lowest over no second lowest over under of the week and what do you want to do here buffalo or are you going to go with uh, your favorite player Le'Veon bell and his new team um, I, I don't know how, uh, Le'Veon Bell is my favorite player. Um, by the way, this line moved overnight. So that one is going to also be, uh, a road favorite. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo in this one against the Jets. I, it's not that I like Buffalo to win this game straight out. It's that, you know, the Jets are getting three points, which means this game is really evenly matched. And I think Vegas gives three points to the home team. So, uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in a tight game. I think that uh, this is going to be who gets the big turnover. Do the Jets get the big turnover or do the Bills get the big turnover? I think the Jets are going to put the ball in the air more with a young quarterback like Sam Darnold. He's more likely to turn it over than a guy like Josh Allen who's going to tuck it and run. So I'm going to say that the Bills get the big turnover and they win this game. And I'm going to take the under. I think it's going to be uh, – this game could be methodical. Yeah, I think I agree with you, too. I think this game is going to be built around the ground, and it's not going to be so much in the air. There's definitely a John Brown, you know, Robbie Anderson breakout potential. You know, maybe both of them do have that. But it doesn't mean the game isn't going to be heavy-paced with run. Josh Allen scrambling. You're going to see a mixture of the three running backs for them. The Jets will probably see a mixture of the Jets. I'm telling you, we're going to come into next week. People clamoring about um, Gase and Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell. But I'm with you. I'm I'm lockstep with you. Buffalo and the under here. Uh, Now, here you go. Here's a lowest over under of the week. It is Miami hosting Baltimore. Our first road favorite, Baltimore by four over under 30. Actually, that jumped to Baltimore by six and a half. Ooh, really? I, I think I think I put the wrong number in here. That was what it opened at. So now it's Baltimore by six and a half. Ooh, okay. Well, good. You're monitoring these <laughs> so we can get these right. Is the over under still thirty seven and a half? Thirty seven and a half. Still thirty seven and a half. I'm still going Baltimore here. I'm still I'm <laughs> I'm sticking with the Baltimore in the over. I think Miami is going to be atrocious. I 
Jakeem Grant could make them interesting if they can establish a run game. I think that can put them in games. But from, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is is he's the type of guy that can make those wide receivers relevant. Big slings to Devontae Parker for the jump up balls. Jakeem Grant is a. I mean, you know, they would view him as like almost like a Tyreek Hill type of explosive player that's not out there as much, though. Like, the pieces they have around Fitzpatrick, if it works, I could see them putting up points, but I'm not with that. This is a tank mode, and I think Baltimore is going (laughs) to eat them up. So I'm taking Baltimore, and I almost want to take the under as this being like a 23 nothing game, but I'm going to go with the over on this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the over as well. I think this is a Baltimore stomping, like you said. And you're right about Ryan Fitzpatrick, which, uh, you know, should make people a little bit nervous, especially if Baltimore like there's no way in Survivor I'm taking Baltimore this week. I'm not going to take a road team uh, going up against Miami a team that lost so much, you know, Lamar Jackson getting his first opener start. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, a team without an explosive offense. No, because, you know, Lamar Jackson makes a couple mistakes with the football or, uh, you know, the running backs fumble it a couple times. Now here's Miami. And Miami's that team that will beat New England in Miami uh, once a year. I don't know how that stuff happens. So I definitely wouldn't take him in Survivor. But I'm going to go with Baltimore. I'm going to go with the over. I think this is going to be a nice ground and pound game for the Ravens. I think Gus Edwards and Justice Hill get a long look in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, But Ryan Fitzpatrick ruined us last year, but I don't know if he's going to get to one Mississippi before that ball needs to be out. So uh, offensive line is bad in Miami is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, San Francisco and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa is a one-point favorite. Over is 51 so what do you think here? We got a couple minutes. Let's try to get through a couple of these. I mean, we San already, Francisco in the over—that's that, easy. I'm with, uh, I'm with you on that one. Tampa Bay's defense is still really bad. I know San Francisco has to go uh, across country for this game, but I think it's an afternoon start for them. It is. So uh, yes, yeah, so they still get their normal kickoff time. So I'm going to go with with the Niners in this game. Yeah, and I've and I've said you know time and time here that I think they're like a low key. They're going to run like a low key Patriots type of team, running different wide receivers in and out. They've got a rotation of back some explosive backs in Breda. George Kittle is a matchup issue. It doesn't mean they don't have some defensive issues why Tampa's going to score. It's just going to be a lot of points, a lot of fantasy options here. So San Francisco in the over. And so far, we're pretty lockstep outside of our first one here. Uh, Now we go to Kansas City and Jacksonville. Kansas City is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 52 is the over. So what do you think, Boggs? Uh, It moved up a half point, 52-and-a-half. I'm going to go Kansas City and the over. 52 or 52-and-a-half? You're 52, 52 and a half now. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, I'm going to go Kansas City and the over in this one. Uh, it, it's kind of an easy matchup here. I think Kansas City gets up big. Jacksonville uh, starts to score points late to push the over. But I think Kansas City is up too big too early and uh, they win this game going away. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kansas City as well, but I'm going to take the under and I'm going to take it on a close under, you know, it, it's something along the lines of like a, a 35-14, something like that, 35-10. couple scores for Jacksonville, nothing absolutely insane, but I think Kansas City is going to do some routing here. I'm going to take Kansas City, but I'm going to go with the under, so a little bit of a difference for us. Um, let's do one quick one. Let's, we don't need to go big on this one. Then we got to go to break here in about 45 seconds. Tennessee at Cleveland. Cleveland's five and a half point favorite, 45 and a half is the over. 
Cleveland in the under. Uh, I mean, I think it's kind of an obvious one. Tennessee has problem putting points on the board, and Cleveland's defense is really good. Uh, I'm not super confident in Cleveland's offense week one, but I'll take them in the under. Yeah, maybe not confident in their offense, but confident what Tennessee's offense probably is going to look like. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Cleveland in the under. I'd be surprised if Tennessee makes this a big ball game. Though, if Derrick Henry, you know, gets going, you could watch out. If Tennessee needs to rely, I believe, on him. But if they don't get it, this could be one of those ugly 28-3 to type of games. All right, uh, let's go to break. we got one more segment, at least with Bogman and I. Then Bubba will be coming up. We are going to finish up the rest of these games talking overs and the Lions right here on In This League. NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. We're back. It is In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and online at patreon.com slash army. You know, it is funny, Boggs, because I'm seeing a little bit more of a resurgence of this where, you know, how everybody had a podcast and now like Patreon is becoming like everyone's got a Patreon. I saw one of our friends, Dylan Lurch, making a joke where he's like, uh, you know, rent $800, food $500, Patreon and Twitch subs $3,800. Somebody help me. (laughs) I would say that's not incorrect. And a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, but I want to remind people. We're not new to Patreon. We are, we're an OG. We've been on there for two and a half to three years as people are just starting up Patreons and stuff. We are an established brand and we got a lot of bang for the buck that's out there. So I I get it with, you know, there's uh, on-demand subscriptions and people are like, "Eh, I'm going to cut cable to cut the cord. And it's like, it's really not cutting the cord when you're going to get Disney plus and you got Netflix and, and you have Patreons for some of your favorite podcasts. If we live in that world, I'm telling you, even the five buck range is a great value because you get extra content and secret shows, AMAs, live streams, and you are helping us out. We are an, we're an independent venture in this league is, and we do a lot of content. And even as low as five bucks, you can get hooked up. So I know there's a million Patreons out there, but we're one you can trust. We've been here for a long time and uh, no plans to go away. So check us out, patreon.com slash ITL Army. I had an interesting idea with this as well, Boggs. And if we were only in a state where we could do this or if we only knew some people that we trusted that lived in places that they could make these bets, I think it would be interesting when we're all done because we're doing our overs and we're doing our um, over under lines, all that to pick three that we love. That would be our parlay pick, our parlay play, if you will. And I'm not saying we have to do it or we have to know someone that lives in Vegas or anything. Or New Jersey that could make these for us. But it would be interesting to do our parlay play. So maybe something to think about as we're finishing up here. We just ended with Cleveland and Tennessee. So 
go back and listen if you're not listening on the podcast and you missed it. Uh, we got those first half of the games. Next up, we have got the Los Angeles Rams going to Carolina. And the Rams are one of the four, I think we've uh, figured out here, four road favorites. They're only favored by two, but the over-under is 50. So what do you think? Uh, I'm going to take the Rams and the under in this game. Um, I just think this is – I'm just ready for the Rams. They're my Super Bowl pick this year. I know they're going across the country to play in Carolina, and they're only favored by two points. But I think that they are going to stomp Carolina. And uh, I don't I don't think this one's particularly close. I'm going to take the under because I don't know how well Carolina is going to score against, uh, you know, Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. Yeah, that's a really fair point. I'm I'm taking the Rams as well, but I'm going to take the over because I think I don't I think in that same discussion, I agree with you that the Rams defense could be I think it'd be monstrous this year. I take into consideration maybe a messiness of, of week one, which you could take as an offense being messy and it's all around looks like the stupid Packers and Bears. But I also think in in viewing some of that, it that makes it feel like Carolina's offense doesn't have some explosion to it. And it does. I mean, McCaffrey, Newton's back with it, feeling great. You've got DJ Moore. I just think they have some weapons that I think are going to put up some points, maybe surprise the Rams um, Keep them uh, on their toes, if you will. That's why we I'm also taking haven't the seen over. Cam. We we haven't seen Cam since that yeah, you're little right. injury, and they they said he's good to go, and I want to believe him. But uh, it, there's um there's a lot going into that game because the Panthers also play on Thursday night after this too. So uh, it's it's going to be a weird game. I feel like yeah. Uh, so there's a little bit of a difference there for us. Detroit at Arizona. Detroit is a two and a half point road favorite. Forty six and a half is the over under. And I feel like this is very safe to say we're both going Detroit in the over because Arizona is interesting, but they're interesting in like, yeah, maybe they can score some late points. I don't think they're going to be keeping up in games early on. I think they're going to be the bottom of this division as well in the NFC West. You know what? I don't know where they're going to be, but I know their defense is still bad. So I think the I don't the know lines are gonna, much, but I know <laughs> they suck. Uh, I think that uh, Detroit is going to be able to put points up, and if they want to run the ball, they're going to be able to do that against Arizona. Uh, so, but I think Arizona's offense—I think they've been somewhat vanilla in the preseason. Everyone's panicking and worrying about Kyler Murray and all that stuff, but also. It's his first start ever in the NFL, and he had one year of starting games at Oklahoma. So to expect him to come out week one and you know put up 300 yards and 100 rushing and all the stuff that a lot of people are expecting from Murray, I think is asking too much. So I've, like you said, Detroit in the over in this one. Yeah, I mean, and the positive why you can take the over as well, if, if we're sitting here crapping on the Cardinals, is it's an air raid system. So Lions right. can go get up 21 to nothing early, and it's Cardinals not like, back. yeah, it's not like the Cardinals are going to just sit, you know, sit on their laurels there. I mean, it is going to be a high octane air raid offense. So that's why you would go with the over there. Uh, we've got the Seattle Seahawks that are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Blah. Is it still nine and a half, <laughs> Seattle? Yeah, still okay, nine and a half. Just seeing if it adjusted to the second double digit. Seattle nine and a half. The over under though is 44. 43 and a half. That one moved a okay. little bit. Down a little bit. Um, the- I'm going to take Seattle over because I yeah. don't know if Cincinnati. I don't know what Cincinnati does in this game, but I don't expect it to be positive. Yeah, you know, Cincinnati has a banged up offensive line. Um, we haven't seen Andy Dalton in a while. Uh, it's just, it's a lot to expect Cincinnati to come out on the road in a hostile environment that is Seattle. And 
you know, put up any type of fight. I think Seattle is going to stomp them. Uh, so I'm going to take Seattle and I'm going to take the over in this one too. And I think it could just take, you know, a touchdown or two from Cincinnati to hit this over. So, uh, Seattle on the over easy for me. Now through this entire time, we have some differences. We got, we have more agreement than differences, but we've only had one matchup so far where we've picked the opposite team. I think this could be the range there where we change here because I know this line here of the Chargers hosting Indianapolis of six and a half isn't actually super appealing because I do think the Colts are better than any of us are giving credit for. But 44 and a half is the over. I'm going to go with the Chargers in the over. Bogman, will you put the second actual we are against each other matchup here and go Indianapolis? Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts. And the over in this one. And, you know, there's a lot of focus on Andrew Luck being gone, as there should be. Andrew Luck, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL until he retired. And Jacoby Brissett, even with the people talking about how much Jacoby Brissett is better than what people are giving him credit for and yada, 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 uh, all that nonsense. Sure, he's better, but I I don't know that he's going to keep them in here. But the Chargers lose Derwin James who is a huge part in the back end of that defense, especially in coverage. Phillips, Adrian Phillips can tackle, but Derwin James uh, takes a big chunk out of that defense for uh, the Chargers. And uh, Melvin Gordon not playing. Look, I like Justin Jackson and I like Austin Eckler, but Melvin Gordon is a game breaker. It's going to put up points for your team. So you can still grind it out and you can still win. And I think if I'm picking this straight up, I'm definitely still taking the Chargers. But I think I'm going to take the Colts to cover this six and a half. I think if this was four, I think I'd probably go with the Chargers. But I think six and a half is just asking a bunch. Yeah, so, no, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, you got to win by a touchdown. I don't think so this I, would be one I would be comfortable putting in my um, my parlay yeah, play. I wouldn't either. I, yeah. We're doing that. The three team. I'm definitely not that comfortable in that on either side of us. All right, we've yeah. got the Dallas Cowboys that are hosting the New York Giants. Dallas is a seven point favorite and forty five and a half over. Is that still active? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's what it is right All right, now. so what do you think here? Giants, blah, Dallas, much better with Ezekiel Elliott. We feel much more confident. I'll just tell you right now, I'm going to go Dallas in the uh, in the over. Or no, I'm going to go Dallas in the under. I'm sorry. I had written it I, down here as I was going with it. Uh, because it, And it's actually just about Dal- uh, New York. I don't believe New York is going to be putting enough points to hit that over, where I think Dallas is, I think it's kind of an early, low-scoring half that uh, devolves into the Dallas kind of breaking away and the Giants just not footing, finding their footsteps. You know, footing. I, I I think their footing or their pudding. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just, think, that was like 30 seconds of just, just absolutely brutal speaking. <laughs> I just, I don't know what happened there. I, that was that was my moment of CTE. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to take Dallas in the under as well. Uh, to be honest, I think this is a push. I think the... I think the Cowboys win by seven. Uh, so I think it pushes uh, 45 and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the under because like you said, I don't know that the Giants are going to be able to put up a decent amount of points. I mean, Saquon's still there. I, I think OBJ is less of an impactful leave than a lot of people are giving him. But he's still, of course, it's OBJ. He's impactful. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Dallas in the under. I just, you know, Zeke just came back. So 
it's it's about getting in rhythm with everybody. I think the offensive line is fine. I think, you know, Cooper practice all week. He's going to be fine to play. So I don't know that it's going to come off the doors. Uh, so I'm more confident in Dallas than I am the under in this one. But I think this this game, especially it being a division rival game, this is not a game I would want to bet at all either. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, three more here, and then we'll do our parlay plays. We've got Pittsburgh at New England. I wonder where this will go. New England's favored by six. 49 is the over-under. Ladies and gentlemen, let me have a touchdown for New England at home on two what is expected to be two high-powered offenses that are going to be slanging the ball over the place. And um, New England at home, I'm not going to bet against, even with the six points. Though I think the game feels a lot closer, I'm taking New England in the over give and with the six points. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the end. And the reason, <gasps> no. uh, look, well, look, if I'm picking straight up, I'm picking New England at home. So, but these games between Pittsburgh and New England, unless they are in the playoffs recently, have been fairly close. I mean, you, we remember the Jesse James game, the game last year where Joe Hayden had to have that pick late to seal it for Pittsburgh. So these games have been coming down to the wire. So I think the spread of six points is a bit much. And I think both teams are going to want to grind it out. I mean, it's the smart play if you're Pittsburgh to run the ball and keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. It's a smart play if you're New England to run the ball and keep the ball out of Ben Roethlisberger's hands. So I think this is going to grind out. I think especially in the first half, it's going to be an ugly, you know, going into the going into the locker room at like 10-7, 13-7, something like that early at halftime. So I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the under in more of an ugly game than people are expecting. All right. Uh, I expect it to look a lot like Green Bay in Chicago. That might be. So. Um, two more. And then, uh, yeah, we got enough time. Uh, New Orleans is hosting Houston. New Orleans is a seven-point favorite, and it's the biggest uh, over uh, over under the week at 53 and a half. And I look at that line and, you know, maybe to be fair to the things you said make a lot of sense. I think New England's a bit more powerhouse then um, I'm not trying to say that Pittsburgh and New England aren't on the same wavelength. I think there's a difference between the two than there is with Houston and New Orleans. I think Houston and New Orleans are very uh, lock and step. So I see that seven-point line for New Orleans, and I don't like it. And I think there's going to be a ton of offense here. So I'm going to take Houston because of the points, and I'm actually going to take the under on this because uh, I don't want to go way over. I, I think there's going to be high-powered offense, but I think there's some stutter step stepping that's going to be going on as well. I want to see what New Orleans looks like with the rest of their wideouts and how Houston tackles a guy like Michael Thomas, what the running back rotation looks like, and then Houston's got enough of its own questions as well. So I would go under there, but I'm going to take Houston uh, with the points. Uh, New Orleans usually spectacular in openers. Uh, I'm going to take them in the under, except for uh, New Orleans, I mean. Uh, did I say Houston? I meant New Orleans usually spectacular in openers. But uh, not against Tampa Bay last year. No. Ruined me in, in Survivor. So uh, I'm going to take New Orleans in the under. But look, I, I, I'm i staying away from this game. Uh, I think the, the over is too high to want to bet. And the spread is too high to want to take New Orleans. Uh, but I think this is this game is going to be that high scoring game. And the first team that makes a mistake and gets down two touchdowns is not going to be able to keep pace. So I'm going to assume that that's Houston on the road and go with New Orleans. I don't like that game at all, though. All right. Last one. Denver is going to Oakland. The line moved because Antonio Brown, I believe, 
It was Denver. No, it flip-flopped. It, it flip-flopped twice already. It's gone from Denver to Oakland to Denver to Oakland. I think the Raiders fans are betting Oakland, and that's why it flipped. And then when uh, AB wasn't playing, I think it pushed it back towards Denver. Uh, so this line, who knows? I mean, to be honest, with all the craziness, I wouldn't be surprised if some books just, just end this one. It might be a push. Right now we have Denver by one, over under 43. And... Antonio Brown playing makes a difference, but I'm still 100% going Denver, regardless of Antonio Brown playing. I think the dysfunction of that offense might be on display a little bit, where I think Denver will run actually quite smoothly under Joe Flacco in the combo of running back. So Denver in the under for me. Denver in the under for me, too. You just don't know what to expect from Oakland. Putting all those pieces together is good, but getting them all on the same page might take a couple weeks. So I don't expect it to be week one. So I'm with you, Denver and the under. Let's create our parlay play here. So I'll put a little section over here. It'll say Welsh and then Bogman, and we are going to pick three to be our parlay play. And I will tell you my first one. My first one is Detroit, even though they're a road team. Detroit two and a half against Arizona. Give me Detroit two and a half is what I'm going with. Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland minus five and a half. It's going to be my first one against Tennessee. Okay, Cleveland minus five and a half. I've got Detroit, who is minus two and a half. Do you have a second play here yet? Uh, Give me... um Give me the over in the Baltimore-Miami game. That's my second play. Over Baltimore-Miami, and that is, what is it, 37 and a half? 37 and a half, yeah. Ooh, that's a pretty good one. You know, I'm battling. I kind of want to take Baltimore with a six and a half, but I liked it better when, wasn't it at four earlier? You're going to go two road teams, uh, the road favorites know, to start your parlay here? Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm saying that's what I wanted. yeah. Um, uh, my my last one. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give nine and a half and take Seattle against Cincinnati. All right, you're gonna go. I'm sorry. What was it? Minus Seattle minus nine and a half. All right. So so your parlay is Cleveland minus five, Seattle minus nine and a half, and then the over at Baltimore Miami. Yes. All right. Let me finalize mine here because. This is now tougher than I was giving it credit for. Okay, I'm going to... Oh, okay, I like this one. I'm going to go the over in Atlanta, Minnesota. Okay. Atlanta, Minnesota. And my final... Those are not words that I just put. And then my final (laughs) one... Dang, this is tough. I'm going to go Denver. I'm going to go Denver minus one. What are the odds that we both get all of these wrong? I'm, I'm uh, 70%. 70%. <laughs> so, real quick, Bogman, Cleveland, minus five. Seattle, minus nine and a half. Over Baltimore, Miami. I've got Detroit, minus two and a half. Denver, minus one. And over Atlanta, Minnesota. Those are our parlay plays. I'm pretty excited to see how those goes. And we might have to hit up somebody to, you know, make some things happen. You know what that is. All right. <laughs> I'm out of here. But uh, Casey Bubba is coming up. So uh, make sure you guys are tuned in. Lots of good more, lots of good and more good football talk with Bogman and Casey Bubba. Make sure you guys are subscribed. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week. But Bogman will be right back.